episode of the Netflix and Swill podcast. I am Dan Brennick, joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Caleb Brownlee. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you, dude? Uh, I'm living the dream. Beautiful uh, Friday day. Friday day. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, staying. We don't yeah. edit this podcast. My brain's stupid. I No, I had to go into work today. Mm. Um, I usually, I work Monday through Thursday, so it just totally threw me off for the day. Right. All right, well, Caleb, before we get into the Netflix, let's get into the swill. What are you imbibing tonight? <laughs> well, I'm glad that you asked. I figured we'd get this thing off to a, a rolling start. So you're drinking Rolling Stone? <laughs> Negative. Or rolling Rock? I fucking wish. No, I am drinking... Yeah, it's pretty bad when I wish that I was drinking Rolling Rock. Oh, God. What I have here, I've never had this before. I am drinking a Four loco Gold. Wait, what the... Okay, I've had Four loco before. What the fuck is a Four loco Gold? Uh, it says it's a premium malt beverage with artificial flavor and caramel color. It has the artificial flavor and it has the artificial yep. color. Yep, it is 14% alcohol by volume. It tastes like paint thinner mixed with uh <laughs> like negative emotions towards your parents like, perfect it's <laughs> so so like if if this was like i guess for you at this point it'd be like 14 years ago it would be the perfect teen angsty drink yeah no and i have never had a four loco before in my life and it's truly dreadful uh, well I can tell you they were better back in the, like back when they had like energy drink to them and they weren't like lethal. They were way better. <laughs> also, I have another beverage on deck that I've also never had. It is a Colt forty five. Jeez, Colt forty five forty ounce. I one time with Bill Sutton, I drank that like in <laughs> ed, with Edward Forty Hands. We were doing Edward Forty Hands with two Colt forty fives. It's a fucking terrible idea. Have you ever heard of Amy Winehands? Same concept, you just use bottles of wine. <laughs> now, do you refuse to go to rehab after, and then like five years later after that song, She should have gone to rehab. She should have. But she kept saying no, no, no. Uh, poor Amy. One, one more thing about the Colt 45. It actually has a picture on the label of Lando Calrissian himself, Mr. Billy D. Williams. Wait, what? Is on the label of my Colt 45. And it says that I may call Billy D and enter to win a trip to his exclusive lounge party in Hollywood, California. Now, now wait, now, wait, wait, wait. Is this going to be like an Arrested Development type thing where he just tries to get you to sign over the rights to your family's movie? Oh my God, I hope so. Because <laughs> if it is, uh, you take that up immediately. Like, that's not so. even a question. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a uh, serendipitous sign that... Did I say serendipitous? Yeah. Serendipitous sign that uh, Mr. Billy D is looking at me from the label of that, so... <laughs> it's uh, auspicious portents happening right now. Okay, well, Caleb, uh, so on this show we decided we want to drink shitty alcohol, which is why you're drinking Colt 45 and Four Loco, and I, <laughs> in honor of... Uh, Another podcast we listen to called the Epic Film Podcast. Uh, I'm drinking a PBR pounder, and not just one PBR pounder, 
a sixer of PVR pounders. So hold on a minute here. Oh, that is, that is god awful. <laughs> that's that's just so fucking bad. Now look at the camera and say, "I'm white trash and I'm in trouble." <laughs> There's no camera. What do I do? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's it's funny that you should mention that other podcast. Whenever I kind of came up with the idea for doing this show, I was like, "How can I make a shitty epic film guys podcast?" <laughs> and this is but, it. Yeah, and it it ended up being Netflix and Swill. Yeah, you get budget Nick Haskins and me, and then you get you. <laughs> but I think it evolved past that and became kind of a neat idea, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. I've uh, never done anything like this before, so hopefully it'll kind of come together, and well, over time we'll kind of hit our stride with it. The time of my life. That's and right. Ah, uh, good, perfect. Exactly what we need. Nick will love hearing that. Nick will love hearing that. Nick, if you're listening, fuck you. All right, so Caleb, we are going to cut into a quick break. Uh, this is going to be for my YouTube channel because I'm a shameless whore. And then we'll come back, we'll talk about some Netflix stuff. How's that sound? Do it, you fucking slut. Yeah. All right, so stay <laughs> tuned for that break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome to this fucking playthrough where I want to kill myself. Fucking fuck you. Fuck. Fuck. Dude, fuck. Stop fucking jumping, you fucking clown. Fuck. Fucking commie. If you enjoy listening to someone get so mad at video games that they say fuck more than anyone else in human history, go check out my YouTube channel. Just go to the search bar, type in Dan Brannick, B-R-E-N-I-C, and you'll be open to a whole new world of people being pissed off at video games. Dan, is this a PG show? Dude, what do you think? What do you think the answer is? Welcome back, everybody. Starting off with some Netflix news, uh... You know, outside of actual watching of Netflix. Caleb, Pennsylvania State has uh, ruled that Netflix and other services similar to it, like uh, Amazon, WWE Network, HBO Go, are all going to be subjected to the 6% state tax on uh, sales. So It's a bad idea. Oh, I mean, I was about to ask what your thoughts were, but yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking bad idea. I don't... Man... I don't want to go off on like a political tangent because that's not really something I'm about, but just Pennsylvania laws are just so fucking weird. And this is just an, another extension of that. We're a right to work state. Workers have no rights, really. It's, it's ironic because it's called a right to work state. Like that's the law, but it's just a pretty name for an extra tax. It's kind of like how they called the domestic spying bill, the Patriot Act, because nobody would be against your right to work, right? Right. It just, it's, it's fucking stupid. It's not a product that they're selling, it's a service. So I don't understand how the sales tax is applicable to that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, and Netflix is trying to fight against that, saying that they are a service. However, if you're trying to get, like, digital downloads from Amazon or such, you're still going to be kind of fucked by that, so... I mean, that's unfortunate. I fucking hate Pennsylvania sometimes, and this is one of those instances. Another yeah. instance is when I went to I went to uh, Ohio for work uh, the last couple days, and I went into the CVS yesterday, and I look at the back cooler, and there's just beer. There's just two coolers of beer, and I'm just, <laughs> just like, why is this? Oh, that's right. I'm in Ohio. I'm not in Pennsylvania anymore. Pennsylvania is fucking stupid. 
shit like that's a big part of why young people don't want to live in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And our workforce is getting older and older because young people don't want to live here. Well, I want to live here. Despi- it's okay. Dis- despite what everyone's trying to do. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get off of uh, Politico.com and move on to Netflix.com. <laughs> Caleb, we got to talk about what everybody else is talking about in the world. Let's talk about Stranger Things. The uh, let's talk about the it. The callback to the 1980s and blah blah blah. I have no real knowledge on the 80s movies, so I mean, this is <laughs> this is more your forte. So let's hear your oh, thoughts yeah. on the Stranger Things. Well, it's been done to death. Everybody's been talking about it for ever since it came out, but it really deserves the praise. It's absolutely amazing yeah and watching through it as somebody who hasn't who like i've seen stuff like et and about et is about the closest thing i've had to that so you know it's it's pretty it seems pretty like along those lines but it's not it's something different like it's something completely new to me at least yeah and it's it's kind of an amalgam of all these different elements from different classic 80s movies there's there's the D&D stuff that they throw in. The mm-hmm. kids play D&D. They reference um, the Veil of Shadows <laughs> as mm-hmm. being like this this other world that exists kind of in parallel to ours. Let's see. There's shades of John Carpenter's The Thing, shades of E.T. They make references to... Uh, they definitely make references to Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's about a million things all rolled into one, but it just takes on such an amazing and vibrant life of its own let's actually like dive into performances like i thought i think her name is millie bobby brown the girl 11 yeah i thought she was great you know it's one of those difficult roles like in general not even for like a kid just like in general because you're acting more with your body language and your in your facial language than you are with your your voice because she doesn't have a ton of lines in the in the entire series no, and and when she does speak it's one or two words max mm-hmm. yeah and, and you're absolutely right about that i was thinking about it today and it kind of reminds me of the uh opening scene of pixar's wally mm-hmm. where like for a half hour of the movie it's just this little robot rolling around on this barren landscape and then like this other robot lands and the only thing that they say wally says wally and eve says eve <laughs> and that's the movie for like the first half hour 45 minutes but through that just through what they're doing they sell they tell such a vibrant story mm-hmm. on the flip side of that you have actresses like Kristen Stewart who <laughs> don't do anything and somehow find work oh god what has she been in recently has she been in anything recently I haven't seen her in anything. The only thing wait, wait. with her that oh, I Chris, really uh, would say that I enjoy was uh, Adventureland. Yeah, pro- well. If you haven't seen Adventureland, I haven't check seen that. out. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Uh, it was filmed actually in your hometown. It was filmed at Kennywood yeah. in Pittsburgh. I don't know why I haven't seen it. But for whatever reason, when I thought Kristen Stewart, I thought Kristen Bell. I'm just like, oh no, she's been in those awful, she's been in those awful commercials with her husband, who I fucking hate. I fucking hate Dax Shepard. Like, I fucking hate that guy. That's uh, such a dick. Yeah, fuck that dude. I've never met him, but fuck him. I've never met him either, but I just he just looks like a dick. <laughs> do the three friends who are trying to find Will the whole time? Do they actually feel like friends to you? 
Because there are some points where it's just like, man, this Lewis kid, I just kind of want to punch him in the face because he's being an unreasonable person a lot. And I understand being an unreasonable person, why that would grate on people. <laughs> well, every group has that one, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Watching the show, they seemed like they had known each other forever and had grown up together. Mm -hmm. They didn't seem like actors on a show. They seemed like best friends that just hung out. Mm -hmm. I mean, other standout performances for me, I think, would be the chief of police. I thought he was... Oh, man. Hopper's such a fucking badass. Yeah. Oh, hey, here comes another guy. I better punch him in the face. Exactly. <laughs> what a what a fucking boss. Jesus Christ. It's If they wanted to make a spinoff show and it was just about him going about his daily life, like mm. going to the fucking diner and getting coffee and then somebody mouths off and he punches him, mm -hmm. I would watch that show every day. Him just beating the shit out of that, that state <laughs> cop. At the, yeah, like, I think it was like the sixth Fighting episode. Fighting around the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That dude just didn't give a shit. It was awesome. Uh, and then it was, it was like, after after I saw Stranger Things, I went to see Suicide Squad, unfortunately, which you can hear my review on uh, the Epic Film Guys podcast. I haven't seen it. I, I don't even know if I want to. I, I, I wouldn't if I were you. But he was actually just, he, he was actually in that movie. He was actually in Suicide Squad oh, for yeah. about five minutes. So I was like, oh, it's that guy. I have no idea what the actor's name is, but it's that guy. Copper was a standout performance. I thought... Natalia Dyer, I have the biggest fucking crush on her right now. After that, like, she is gorgeous. Was that uh, Nancy on yeah. the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. That fucking reminds me. I saw, it, it was basically like a BuzzFeed article or like a Huffington Post article where someone was like, yeah, Barbara's like the best character in the show. And I'm just like, <laughs> but she gets eaten. So, I mean, what do you, did you watch the show? Like, she was one note. She didn't do anything except, like, make yeah. Nancy do stuff. That was it. It, it sucks because that is a character that at first I thought was real cool, and I wish they would have explored more. Mm -hmm. But she turned out to just kind of be a plot device. Yeah, I mean, it felt like she could have done, Which like, it's, some growing that's not, herself. Yeah, that's not but, bad that that's how it worked out, but mm -hmm. it's just something that they did. Yeah. Someone who's divisive amongst, you know, critics of Stranger Things is it's Winona Ryder's uh, performance in the show. What did you think about that? Because I didn't mind her as much as others have. She was okay. I wasn't blown away by her performance. Mm. I think she did kind of have that level of manic, like this is a crazy thing that's happening to her. Her son's disappeared and all these strange and stranger things haha ha. ah. keep happening it's hard to pin down how a person especially a person that you haven't seen outside that situation would react to being in that situation i wasn't taken out of the story by anything that she did there were some parts where i thought she was really good i thought there were some parts that i thought she was a little bit flat so she was fine yeah no one was like stand out bad to me i'll tell you one character that I absolutely loved on the show. Fucking Steve, man. Steve? Uh, he was an asshole when he had to be an asshole. and was like, man, I kind of want to punch this dude in the face. Like, he's being a dick. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, he's just growing up. Like, he's figuring out that his friends are pieces of shit. Yeah, this is how character development works. He was a shitbag. He fell for a girl. Some bad shit went down. 
and then he learned from it and changed as a character. Yeah. That's that's more than you could ask from a lot of film today, so. To be fair, he does get like eight hours of screen time to really do anything with that. I love Mike's dad because he is the most oblivious <laughs> yeah. motherfucker of all he time. Just, he wants to go to work, come home, have dinner, and then just not be bothered. Yeah. Like, he is every suburban dad yeah and he was an absolute treasure just because of how inactive he was as a character <laughs> he just didn't do anything because he didn't care yeah no he's just like ah. <laughs> like his kids are fighting and then he's just like yeah it'll be fine that's yeah. yeah he's like oh i think i'll have some more mashed potatoes oh you know oh the government's here i'm sure everything's <laughs> fine it's our government we're fine yeah <laughs> come, come on we're dude. from the government and we're here to help what a what a what an absolute treasure. That was that was just a solid gold performance by him. Like <laughs> it was per- <laughs> it's just the perfect like eighties dad. It's just perfect. Yep. It's just like I'm reading the paper, fuck off. <laughs> I'm eating dinner, fuck off. I'm watching TV, fuck off. That's basically it. Like like that is exactly how my childhood was, which was your dad is now home from work. <laughs> he works, so you need to leave him alone. Yep. Because if you your don't, dad's home, be there quiet. Will be issues. <laughs> Man, did we have the same dad? Possibly. So, Caleb, we've decided on a review scale. We're going to con- keep it contiguous with Netflix's one to five star rating. So, give me your rating, one to five stars on Stranger Things. I give it the rating that I actually gave it on my Netflix. It's it's a five star show. It's absolutely there is nothing about the show that I would change. I'm a five-star guy, 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 guy. <laughs> the whole way through it, I just had this big grin stuck on my face. I just enjoyed every frame of the mm-hmm. series. It was great. And and Stranger Things for me would be a uh, a four out of five. You know, it's a it's it's great. Let's start with that. It's it's a great show. It's just it isn't exactly my cup of tea. And I appreciate that it's, it's some people's cup of tea. I feel like it could have been tightened in a bit more. But other than that, like, I don't have a ton of negatives. It's just, like, I, I feel like the four out of five stars is more appropriate than a five out of five. And way more appropriate than a mm. three out of five. Because it was not, like, an average show by any, any stretch of the imagination. Well, I think it's maybe just that it wasn't really your cup of tea. Yeah. But I do want to say I love that they made it eight episodes they didn't try to stretch it to like 13 or 14 episodes or whatever that a lot of the netflix originals are Mm -hmm. they knew exactly how long it would take to tell their story they were concise and that was it they didn't Mm -hmm. just tack on a bunch of filler which lended a huge benefit to the show as some 41's album would say all killer no filler jesus christ (laughs) so caleb going from one netflix original to another I was able to check out the first episode of The Get Down, which I know so you're very excited. excited to see this show. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Can't wait. Yeah, I didn't get to check it out because unfortunately I did have to work today, but I plan on doing that as soon as we're done here. So Yeah, I would definitely do that because uh, even though I watched the first episode, uh, I'm very much enjoying it. It's, it's equal parts coming of age and equal parts period piece. And like we're talking like 1977 Bronx, which mm-hmm. is like a tough time to be a minority anywhere still. 
I mean, it's still relevant today. Like it's it's a tough time being a black a black person in today's society because you're still getting shot. Everyone was in 1977 too. I mean, like there was a poem told by uh, Ezekiel. This is like in the first ten minutes. So I'm not really spoil, spoiling anything. He's just like a really good poet talking about how his mom was shot and then his dad died. So he's just like left on his own. He's trying to deal with that. He's trying to get the girl, the girl that he wants. And then he's trying to, you know, find his way in the world, find out what he wants to do in the world. I really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to getting into the next part of the get down. It's it's there's six episodes up right now, and there's supposed to be six more coming at some point soon. I'm not sure when. Okay. Yeah, th- what they added, it's actually um, the Get Down Part One. They're running it as a mini series, or is it going to be like an ongoing kind of serial thing? Or that I don't know. I mean, all I've seen, and I'm looking at the IMDb page, it just looks like it was split into two parts. Okay. For now, so it looks like they're going to do seasons, but they haven't like fully done seasons yet. Like, they haven't, okay. like, renewed season two yet or something. Yeah, as soon as I watched the uh, trailer for it, I was I was hooked. I was like, man, I can't wait to watch this show. Mm. You know, it's it's that kind of drama, but it's also about music, which is music is my entire life. I've been yeah. a musician for most of my life. Looked like it was really done, well done, and can't wait to check it out. One thing I do want to say is fucking Jaden Smith is in this thing, and he... <laughs> he is just as weird in this as he is in real life. Like he's just such a fucking weirdo, man. It's it's pretty funny to watch him pl- basically play. Like he he does he pulls his dad. Like he just plays himself in a movie. Basically, how can the get down be real if Netflix isn't real? <laughs> Dude, fuck that kid. That kid needs some serious help. Uh, he grew up famous, like. What do you, what do you want from him? He's just had a weird life from the very beginning, so to not be a weirdo. I ask a lot out of my stars, Caleb. I don't know if you knew that or not. Did uh, Will Smith ever become a king? Is Jaden the Prince of Bel Air now? Weren't they talking about doing that series for a long time? Oh God! They were they were talking about like making it like similar to Full, Fuller House. They were gonna make like a sequel series with with <sighs> Jaden Smith. So it was like it was gonna be the reverse. It was gonna be like, hey, Will Smith was they like live in Bel Air and shit, and then it's just like Jaden's like the spoiled brat. So they just take him, they like pick him up and take him back to West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> I would watch that show. I definitely would. Holy fuck! The way you cancel that show is you have Jaden shot. Oh, that's man. that's just how you cancel the show right there. You just shoot Jaden. It's all over. Jesus. I will say this. I actually watched Fuller House. Oh, yeah? How the fuck was that? <laughs> and uh, I liked it. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have liked it, but nope. it was enjoyable to watch. You know, they do callbacks to the original series, which mm-hmm. I grew up watching. And it's it's cheesy. Like, it doesn't hold up. Like, if Fuller House was just a show that came out now and Full House had never existed nobody would watch it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but it kind of struck that nostalgia chord with me so i was able to actually watch through it and thought it was decent if i was gonna throw a star rating out of it um i would i would give it a three star three stars so, at just average yeah okay um entertaining watchable nothing that i'm gonna go back and fawn over but 
It's a sitcom. It's It does what sitcoms do. Yeah, it makes you laugh sometimes. So, Caleb, you were telling me about something you got to check out that's Netflix exclusive. The Little Prince, is that right? Yeah. Brand new original film on Netflix. It came out a week ago based on the beloved children's book. And I absolutely loved it. I watched it with my girlfriend, and it was great. It was really great. It was also done in tandem by Netflix and Paramount, which I thought was pretty cool. Because Netflix is, Netflix is pulling in some big talent lately. They have a new movie on there that you I want to check Adam out. Adam Sandler? Fuck off. <laughs> um, no, they have a new movie on there starring Paul Rudd, which I thought was really cool. Oh, really? Interesting. What's that What's that called? So the uh, Paul Rudd film is called The Fundamentals of Caring. Haven't checked it out too much, but it looks good. Okay. So that might be something we look forward to, you know, in a future yeah, episode. I was planning on watching that this weekend, so I can kind of go over that next time. Okay, sounds good. But sounds good. I, so The Little Prince, it has all of the elements that make any great Pixar film good. You know, it's an awkward kid who doesn't quite fit in, you know, a single parent that doesn't quite understand their child, all those kind of things. Like, the the first act, you could cut and paste all the dialogue from, like, Finding Nemo, and it would mm-hmm. fit. <laughs> <laughs> Why does no one complain about the Pixar paint-by-numbers? I don't understand. Because their films are so good. They made Wally. <laughs> I just keep bringing up Wally today. It's a really good movie. Why don't you go marry the movie or something? I don't know. Oh my god. If if the movie Wally was a woman, I would lay it down by the fire and make sweet love to it. Now how many songs on the guitar would you play for it? <laughs> just Wonderwall. The only one that's needed. Any any awkward moment of silence <laughs> is just like Well anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> So the little prince it's the story of a uh, young girl with an overachieving mother who her mother's training her to be a grown up and that's basically it they're trying to get her into a real fancy prep school and everything's kind of by the minute planned out for her life and they move into this house and there's kind of an oddball neighbor he's this old fellow who had been a pilot and He's the person within the universe of the movie that he wrote the story of the little prince. So he sees this little girl move in, and all she does is like math problems all day, even though it's like the middle of the summer. That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> it made me sad. I mean, I like but, math, but that sounds awful. Yeah. So the little girl, she doesn't really have friends all she does is kind of work and you know wants to grow up and be important be you know successful in business or what have you Mm -hmm. so she's working on her math problems and a paper airplane flies in through a window and the old man next door he has kind of an observatory set up outside his house with a telescope and just kind of sitting there being a old eccentric person and uh the paper airplane that he throws in is the first page of his story about the little prince and she reads it and 
is kind of enchanted by it, and her and this old man develop a relationship throughout the movie. Weird. No. <laughs> There's nothing pedophilic going on. It's pure in its innocence. You say pedo like a British person. I just want yeah, to point I've, that out. I've watched a lot of British shows, actually, on Netflix. So I was just... Because I, I was actually just watching, like the first five minutes of the first episode of the peep show and peep show is great these kids these kids just come to david mitchell and just like hey can we have have like a sip of your coke and he's just like no 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 go away and they're like no give us like look seriously dude just give us like your coke and he hands it over like oh you're a pedo you're a pedo (laughs) there's another show i believe it's still on netflix called the it crowd i remember that that shows it's amazing but on the one episode of that, their their manager, Jen, is dating a guy named Peter File. <laughs> and Roy goes, maybe you should move to America because they say pedophile. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the in The Little Prince, the girl and this old man kind of become friends. And her mom finds out about it, freaks out because she's not following the plan for how to be a successful grown-up, even though, you know, she doesn't really know how to be a kid yet. And Are we sure hasn't... that's why she was freaking out and not because there's, like, a 90-year-old man talking to her 12-year-old daughter? Well, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> it's... <laughs> there's there's layers. There can be layers. It could be, like, a right. fucking tiramisu. But it's, um... It's really good. I I enjoyed it a whole lot. It's... It's not too heavy-handed because it is a children's movie, but I think it has kind of some poignant things to say about our mortality, and I don't want to give away any spoilers, but, like, the it's, he's an old man. He's getting towards the end of the line, and... Um, Infer. And he kind of needs to make peace with this, and the little girl has to make peace with the fact that her friend's not going to be around forever. It's it's a really great story. Four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. Wow, four and a half stars. Yeah. Loved it's it. Pretty impressive. Now you watch that. You said you watched that with your girlfriend. Yep. All right. Good date movie. Good uh, Netflix and chill movie. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys bang afterwards? <laughs> no, we went to work after. Oh well, that sounds even worse. Like that. Yeah. Like there's. There's many options that could have gone to, but like going to work afterwards sounds just fucking terrible. Uh, we work nights, so we have to kind of cram in any kind of fun activities in between doing that. So it's awful. So Caleb, you brought up the idea of talking about super shitty movies we found on that we could find on Netflix. Yeah. And you suggested... I, I want to do a one-star review every week. Not everything can be just a glowing recommendation. Yeah, not everything can be That's not the stars. way the world is. No. So, this week, you suggested Alien Abduction. Now, this Jesus is actually Christ. the title of the movie, Alien Abduction. Completely exactly fucking original. Sounds. Alien Abduction, Caleb. <laughs> Holy one-star shit. One-star review. Give me, give me your thoughts. <laughs> I shut it off. I couldn't fucking watch this movie. No, okay, look, it's look. It's so bad. You motherfucker, you told me to watch this 
And I wanted to shut it off halfway through, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Caleb has probably watched one the whole of us thing. needs to know the entire story. So Caleb was, pro- you knew the story. That's the yeah. fucking problem with the whole thing. They told you know the, the story from the title, Alien it's just, Abduction. It's not even that. It's just like, hey, this family went missing, and then we're going to we're going to catalog what they did. Like right at the yep. end of the film, they're like, hey, this family went missing, and it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> I wanted to see if maybe someone made it. Like, maybe someone, like, I don't know, didn't get alien abducted. <laughs> I don't know. Like a fat, Instead, sweaty Lindbergh baby. fuck it. The opening of the movie I thought was kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a found footage style movie, which are almost always bad. Even a good movie, if it's done as a found footage movie, becomes bad. Cloverfield. Cloverfield was a cool movie. It was found footage. It sucked. I think Clo- <laughs> I, I think Cloverfield gets a gets a pass from me because it's like a giant monster movie. But, yeah, it's it's to... a kaiju movie, so I'm going to like it. It yeah, doesn't so, matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean Blair Blair Witch kind of just like ruined it because yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, that's super easy to do. Let's just yeah. do that." Because we don't need to invest in things like stands for the cameras or like. <laughs> or an actual cameraman. Yeah. Anyway, it opens up with kind of a cool scene because it's like the alien grabbed the kid's camera or whatever mm-hmm. and is like carrying it through the ship. So you get these little clips of the different members of the family being experimented on in different mm-hmm. rooms as the alien walks down this hall and then dumps it down like a garbage chute and the camera mm-hmm. falls to the ground and like that's where the tape presumably ends. And then it cuts back to what the family was actually doing, and the one kid is documenting their camping trip. Now, now, they say he's autistic. He is literally just cross-eyed. That's it. Like they they portrayed <laughs> they portrayed an autistic kid by throwing a cross-eyed kid in the fucking movie. That's exactly what they did. Maybe they didn't know what autistic was. I, I. I don't know. I mean, they don't I, know anything about making a good film. Clearly, they've never seen Rain Man. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, and and then they're all in the car, and the kids are playing Smell Yo Dick, which is a fucking joke from Tosh.0. Oh which was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, like, the first, the first 20 minutes, like, after you get to, like, the actual family's plot. The first twenty minutes is actually cringeworthy because it's just Agony. like, what the? F- it this was is fucking the agonizing. Family. Oh my god! So like, eventually, like they're ca- they go camping and blah blah blah. Well, no, before they even get to the campsite, because the kids are making noise in the car. Mm-hmm. This is how how on par the acting is like in the fucking movie. It's so bad. The kid the. Kids are making noise. The dad just slams on the brakes because, like, they think they're lost or whatever. The dad just starts screaming. Like, and it's just like, there's no ramp. Leave me alone. I fuck. And then there's, there's, like, a moment of silence. And just, like, out of nowhere, this fucking dude just blows up. And then, like, everybody just falls silent. And it's just, like, nowhere in this fucking weird tangent that this movie went off in is anything that's vaguely similar to how a real human being behaves. Like, I didn't realize I was cast as the dad. 
Uh, like, <laughs> honest to God, I didn't realize I was cast in this movie at all. But like, honestly, I retract I, my I, statement. The dad is you. The dad is me. Like, it's not even a question. But like, how the fuck did this guy have sex? And then not only just have sex, have sex multiple times. times to have three kids. How? Yeah. Because he is like, he is the fucking dorkiest motherfucker on the planet. Like, I'm surprised I've had <laughs> sex. Like, I don't understand how I've had sex. And this guy's had sex enough to have kids. I don't, I don't understand it. This dude's a fucking dork. He's a fucking jackass. Like, they're like, this dude's all over the place. Like, figure it the fuck out, man. Holy so like, so where did you quit watching the movie so I can explain the rest of the plot to you? So I uh, just like, because it's an alien abduction. People will get abducted. The dad gets abducted well, yeah. first. I think I think where I it became unbearable to me and I shut it off was they had gotten to their campsite, set up camp. It became night, and like one of the kids heard a noise outside and went to mm-hmm. like look around in the weeds or like whatever right beyond their camp. And at that point, I was like. This is bad. This is a fucking bad movie. There's nothing of any value in this, and I'm not watching it. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's like the majority of the movie. Like you're you weren't even like twenty minutes in. Okay. Uh because it felt like I was watching it for about seven days, so Yeah, so like they get to the tunnel, the fucking they get to a tunnel, like all these cars are off on the side of the road with no one in them, like doors are flung open, lights are like hazard lights are on. They like Were the they dad, the, the oldest son, and the autistic son go into the tunnel, uh, and the autistic son has to go because he's the so the whole family just no for idea. no apparent reason decides to abandon their camp. Yeah, basically. Well, no, they pack up their camp. Okay. And then they they're going to like apparently. Oh, is this like, like the next morning to, or? Yeah, they're going from like campsite to campsite and like. Okay. Who the fuck camps like that? Like, what kind of fucking psychopaths are you? Yeah, you go to a campsite, you set up your camp, you fucking stay there. Yeah. You pack up, you go home. It's like I don't. <laughs> they were yeah. They were like, yeah, all right, off to the next campsite. Camping like, round the world. Uh no, that's not. That's how the second works. time I got to make that reference tonight. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for you too. <laughs> I just can't wait for Russell Crowe to bust through your door and start beating the shit out of you, though. I I could take him. I don't. I have I don't four loco know. strength. Yeah, you could probably take him. I, I saw him in the nice guys. You could probably <laughs> take him at this point. So, like, first the dad gets abducted in this tunnel, and then they meet up with some redneck dude who's about to blow their brains out because how, he's a redneck how dude. How do they abduct them? Is it like beam of light? They get sucked up. Honestly, you don't find out until fucking like the last quarter of the movie and it's actually pretty fucking so that's horrifying. just gone he disappears oh he just straight up disappears like he screams and he disappears then the redneck guy goes to save his brother who for whatever reason exists in the movie he cut like and the aliens find this house and the son who was with the dad when he got abducted is like no i'm gonna save you guys i'm gonna take out as many of these things as i can because i have a gun and then he gets abducted and then so craig blouser got abducted Craig Blosser got abducted. <laughs> Craig Blosser is the only person in the world with guns. Yeah. <laughs> and then for some, like some fucking how, the redneck guy comes back, uh, takes the other three, puts them in a car. They drive for literally 30 seconds, and then the aliens show back up. So the dude's like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice myself so you guys can get away. They get away. They go to a barn. They, they escape the aliens. 
and the motherfucker somehow escapes the aliens and comes back to save them for, to, to pick them up from the barn and that's when he and the mom both get abducted and that's how you actually see how the abduction process works it's like it's like the stereotypical beam of light and then the disturbing part happens where it like folds them but not in the way you would like you you naturally would fold it folds them like so it like breaks their shoulders backwards and then folds them in half backwards and then abducts them what the fuck yeah i i i don't understand it i don't understand how that works is is there any kind of hint in the movie like why the aliens are taking these people Caleb, this is a one-star reviewed movie. <laughs> Do you think there's an answer to that question? I d- highly doubt it. You hey guys, correct, sometimes sir. alien and aliens abduct people. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They just feel like doing it. It's like Randy Quaid in Independence Day. Like I was abducted. I don't know why, but I just was just abducted. Okay. <laughs> Hello, boys. I'm, I'm back. back. The oh, motherfucker that's... is insane. <laughs> And then he moved to Canada. That's I have I have a friend at work who uh, last week he was like, "Is Dennis Quaid the insane one?" I was like, no, "It's Randy." <laughs> Back on to alien abduction. I mean, long story short, everyone gets abducted and they play the intro of the fucking movie again. They oh, they fuck. it's the alien grabbing the camera, dumping it out the fucking trash chute. And then at the very end, it's, uh, you know, the Air Force or whoever the fuck claimed the camera, picks it up, and puts it in a box. And so then, they show the fucking climax of the movie at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. No, they fucking spoil the entire movie at the beginning of the movie. Like, was like, this like a senior project of somebody who was in film school that failed it, or what? It, it may as well have been because that's exactly what this <laughs> is. Like, that's, what, like, that's what you do when you don't know any better. Like, I know better, and I haven't taken any film classes. How do you have no brain? I don't understand. How do you have no cognizant value of of being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't spoil the entire fucking thing in the first five minutes in the movie? How do I shot web? So, we get get a mid-credit scene. That's... (laughs) We get a mid-credit scene in this movie. Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? and, and the dad, the dad has, has shown back up in the world from being unabducted. He's naked. His beard's more bushy. He looks, he Wait, looks like it, a wild man. Is is it still like shaky cam at this point? It shows him get returned. It it's police dash cam from like it's like a year later in the timeline. It's police dash cam. So like they at no point ever use a traditional camera setup. Jesus Christ. So yeah, this this fucking movie's bad. <laughs> it's a bad movie. I mean, like this is this is this clearly deserves a one star rating. Like it's it's, uh, it's not even fun. Like if if you had told me you would quit the movie, quit watching the movie, <laughs> I would have quit watching the movie and just said fuck it because this movie sucks. I'm I'm so but I glad the that whole you thing watched the whole I, thing. <laughs> I am very justified in saying this is a one star movie. <laughs> And I, I feel I will, bad for anyone. I will make this it. solemn vow to you right now. From now on, when we do one-star movie reviews, I will never stop watching the movie. I thought the that end. was the implicit. I thought you were implicitly saying that was that. <laughs> hey, here's this one-star movie. Let's watch and talk about it. I thought that's what you were saying. 
<laughs> Maybe I was just fucking with you. I I mean, knowing you, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Hee <laughs> hee, I made him watch a shitty movie. <laughs> nah, Jesus Christ. We're going to hit into a second, I guess, promo break where we're going to play a... Uh, a I, promo for the epic film guys i think or I have, it might just be another promo of my youtube channel who's before fuck before we even cut into that i just have to say film is sacred to me like movies and tv are like one of the main reasons that i exist i love it i'm passionate about film movies like alien abduction make me wish that motion picture had never been invented <laughs> Epic Film Guys promo. Yeah, so we're going to cut to an Epic Film Guys promo or my YouTube channel again. You're going to hear the same fucking promo. Who knows? We'll we'll let it be a mystery until three seconds from now when you find out. Uh, and then we'll cut into uh, outro and promo and uh, promotional stuff for us. The Epic Film Guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends, celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Usually Nick makes me wait. He wants to try to give me cinema blue balls and make me wait until the night of the podcast. I will no, go so he... far as to say that I thrive on giving Justin cinema blue balls. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in a Miller Lite. I hide. I'm sitting here, and I'm hiding. I'm in the darkness. Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you at the movies. What's up, bitches? And welcome back to the Netflix and Swill <laughs> podcast. Caleb, Sorry, I was doing BoJack. It was fine. I mean, it's Netflix, so you're sticking with the theme here. Yep. Caleb, is there anything Netflix-related you would like to talk about before we uh, wrap the show here? There's one non-Netflix-related thing that I wanted to mention, which is that I finished The Four Loco. Okay. And now I'm on to The Colt 45, Jeez. and it's bad. I don't envy you. That, that was... Probably the worst decision in my life was to do Ed- Edward Forty Hands with fucking Four Loka or not Four Loka. Yeah. Billy D's doing me dirty right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm working on number three of the the pounders, and it's, it's this is not good. This is not good um, at all. I think I probably got you beat on D- BAC right now. Oh, definitely not even a question. Caleb, what are you gonna Netflix over the next week into the next show? I'm really excited to check out that Paul Rudd movie, The Fundamentals of Caring. Definitely also, before next week, I'm going to watch all of The Get Down, and we'll get to talk about mm-hmm. that next week. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll do a full review of the of the Get Down next week. So, I mean, like, that's, that's on my list. Also, I saw that No Country for Old Men came in, uh, hit Netflix yesterday, as of recording. I saw the first half of it at a girl's house, and then she was like, this movie is boring. And I'm just like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. Because Javier Bardem just fucking blew a dude's brains out with a fucking air canister. Like, I don't, underst- I don't understand what you mean by boring. 
I hope that you didn't have a second date with her. There's that's that's a dark time in my life. I don't want to talk about that. Wait, do I know this person? No, you've never okay. met her before. Well, tell her I hate her. I mean, I don't talk to her anymore, so I mean, she somehow listens to this podcast. We hate you because I didn't get to finish that movie. We watched the Simpsons movie this, instead. This is which, the first episode. We need fans. Let's be clear here. The Simpsons movie ep- the, the Simpsons movie episode. The Simpsons <laughs> no, movie is a no, good movie. That's exactly what it is. They should have called it the Simpsons really long episode. Yeah. Like like they did with South Park and Bigger Longer yeah. Uncut. Yeah, we watched that instead. So I I really do want to go back to see like all of No Country for Old Men because it was starting to really get good and people being bored and having no attention span sucks. Uh, but other than that, yeah, obviously the get down. And we were talking about BoJack Horseman during the break. I have to definitely catch up on that. So I'll see if I can do that before we record next that week. That is a show that is near and dear to my heart. That just because of the kind of things that I've gone through in my life and the kind of person that I am, it resonates with me so much. It's it's great. I love it. I love BoJack. I love it too. I just haven't gotten really around to, to watching it. All right. Unfortunately, Caleb... That is all the swilling we've got for tonight. So, is there anything you'd like to uh, say or plug before we sign off? Listen to Epic Film Guys. Watch Dan Sucks at Video Games. It's great. That's not the channel name. <laughs> Everyone says it's the channel name. It's no, not the goddamn channel Brennick. name. I hate you all. Which, please get me to enough subscribers so I can change the yeah, channel Yeah, what do you have, like please. six? Uh, 17. Uh, that's actually a lot better. That's nearly three times as good. Yes, yeah, 17 people have subscribed to watch me play video games, which is, I don't know what that says about 17 I still people. need to watch the second part of your Castlevania struggles. Not as good as, it, like, I'm not, I don't perform as well as I uh, did in the first yeah. episode. Well, I mean, it's like having sex, you know. Your, your first one, you always feel great, and then it goes downhill. <laughs> but I mean, like, what do you, Caleb, what do you personally want to plug? Pretty soon I'm going to be trying to start putting up some recordings of myself playing music so check that out i haven't got it set up yet but i will be on youtube under if you search caleb edward hopefully i should show up i don't use my last name usually caleb's done promoting himself apparently mr i'm youtube caleb edward you can follow me on twitter (laughs) and instagram at dan of action the exact same way it sounds check out my youtube which we mentioned earlier I'm currently th- playing through Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is one of the all-time great games, uh, so I'm told. Uh, although I'm having a ton of fun with it right now. And I didn't realize until you started that series that Castlevania is not just a cutesy name. It is the name of Dracula's castle, and that's really Just cool. like I realized that Alucard is Dracula backwards. Dr. Acula! And at the end of the movie, you drop the period and you push them together, and it spells out Dracula. That is an awesome ending. <laughs> yeah, but you can find my YouTube channel. Just search Dan Brennick, B-R-E-N-I-C, and you'll find it, and you'll watch you know, the Castlevania playthrough. You'll watch the Dark Souls playthrough that I abandoned, and then you'll watch the Mega Man playthrough that I somehow got through with my sanity intact. It's, it's a, a shit, shit show. show. You can also <laughs> follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Netflix Swill, the letter N Swill, and then uh, the letter N Swill, yeah. The letter N and then swill. The letter N, swill. <laughs> Please leave this in because it's hilarious. This is We're also goal. drunk, so it's excusable. Um, 
Yeah. Well, it's Netflix and, and Swill. So you can find me mm-hmm. on Twitter. I am on the Twitter. You can find me at C underscore L-E-B 2021. That is at C-Leb 2021. Now, what happens in 2021? Or are you referencing C-Lab? C-Lab. Yeah, C-Lab 2021. Okay, okay good. That's, That's the joke. Okay, I... I I wanted to make sure that like there wasn't a new Dan yeah. just got it. No, I knew I I figured it was C Lab. <laughs> I just didn't want to make sure it was like an apocalypse reference or something. I don't know. But you can Jesus I'm Christ. No, that's 2012, and we don't talk about yes, that we movie. Do. We talk about that when we make fun of it. <laughs> you remember when Nick had a house party and he made everybody watch 2012? <sighs> remember when Nick didn't know what a fucking house party was? Dan, be- Dan, before we sign off tonight, I wanted to get serious for a minute. I've known you for a long-ass time. I've known you for the better part of a decade, at least, anyway. You're not you're not proposing, are you? No, um, I've been talking to Vanessa, and I, I want to spend the rest of my life with her, and we've, we've been talking about it, nothing's official yet, but I want you to be my best man. You want me to be your best man? That is that is a hell of an honor, and I will accept it drunkenly. <laughs> I can all now. I want you to know when I say drunkenly, I can only make decisions while drunk. Okay. Well, you can only make your best man speech while you're drunk, so I, that won't be hard. <laughs> as long as you as long as you have gin at your wedding, I'll be fine. Oh my god. I I I I like my gin during. <laughs> special occasions and that is one of the special occasions like weddings weddings are like the primo time to have gin i want you to know that we're way off the rails at this point like if if you have if you had any inclination that this wasn't going to go completely off the rails as soon as we started recording you're an idiot oh no 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 i know us i know us and i knew this was going to go completely (laughs) off the rails immediately (laughs) i'm surprised we were able to rein it in for this you want to know something funny Epic film guy Nick is going to perform our ceremony. Is he really? Yes. <laughs> oh, dude, no. There's no way he, you, me, and him can all be in the same. Like, we'll all be standing right five, next to each other. We're in the and same trying to be five serious. square foot area. <laughs> oh my god! There's no way. Dude, he's going there's to just... ask me and Vanessa if we'll protect each other from swords, guaranteed. If he doesn't, I'll kill him. I'll kill him with a sword. That's the most horrible death imaginable. I'll have my top five campaign contributors be sword manufacturers. <laughs> if this makes it into the episode and it doesn't get cut because it's stupid, it's because of the Channel 101 series, Cautionary Tales of Swords. If you haven't no, no, seen no. it, Cautionary Tales watch of Swords it. will always be included. It's fucking transcendently amazing. It will make you... All right. <laughs> It'll we make got, you fucking recess we have your priorities episode, in life with it. how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Netflix and Swill. Hit us up on Facebook, Netflix and Swill. Uh, join in on the discussion on all of our social media. Give us your thoughts on all this episode's topics and stuff, other stuff you want us to cover. Blah blah blah. Until next week, I have been Dan. I've been Caleb, and I still will be. You've been swilling, <laughs> get chillin'.